So last week we started this kind of focus within the focus of our Safely Home series. We've been talking about home safe home. And we began by talking about uh, having secure homes last week and how when we think about security, often we think of a lot of things that go along with uh, security, um, uh, alarms and fences and things like that. But we really focused on the only true security any home can have is when God is the security force that's over us. And we looked at that in a couple of different ways and how it's important for us to stay focused on that through the idea of His uh, security and the salvation that He offers to us. And today we want to talk about, as we continue this idea of home, safe home, we want to talk about home, safe, and smart homes. Now, smart homes are all the rage. Maybe your home is still dumb, uh, and that's okay. Uh, and if you're, what that means is if your home is not connected with all the most recent gadgetry, or if you have a particular internet service around here that doesn't work very well most of the time, and so it's hard to stay connected to anything that really requires a quick turnaround. I always get a kick out of our uh, little Nest camera on our front door. Uh, we'll get, I'll get a notice. I'll be sitting here at church, and I'll get the notice that we have someone at the door. They're ringing the doorbell. Uh, by the time it goes through the internet service provider we have at home, and I'm not going to mention CenturyLink's name, but um, it, it takes, you know, there's a draw of a minute, minute and a half of seeing who's there. So they may ring the doorbell and they say, hey, how you doing, what you need? And they're already in their car or they're already in the house stealing my stuff. So, you know, it works when it really works, but you know what I mean by smart home, right? A smart home is something that has appliances in it or these devices in it that help communicate with the outside world. We have all kinds of smart things. Our phones are supposed to be smart, but they're only as smart as the dumb person using them. You know that, right? So we have smartphones, we have smart appliances. I'm really intrigued by the refrigerators that are smart. Have you seen them? They can actually tell what's in your refrigerator and they can order for you what it is that you need. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and you can look through the glass and you see them and it, some of them have a big old like a monitor thing on the front of the uh, refrigerator. I think that's pretty cool as well. Uh, but again, it requires connectivity for it to work and maybe someone at the other end who can take that order. It wouldn't do much good if your refrigerator was just sending out there into the darkness that you needed milk, because if no one's listening at the other end, it's not going to help, right? We have smart TVs now. That's a feature because if your children, uh, they want to watch something on Netflix or Hulu or uh, Prime or, uh, or whatever, you know, you just list it, uh, Disney Plus or Dis Discovery Channel or whatever. If your TV is not smart enough to do that, then they won't be able to stream those things live. And used to we have a separate device like a Roku or an Apple Fire thing that we plug in and that helped us have that. But now TVs, most of them are built in with all these smart features so that you can stream or connect online uh, if you want to. We have smart lights. 
Did you know that? Our lights are not smart. I actually, we, someone has to actually hit a button to turn them on and off. But some of you remember the day, maybe, Jack, when you had to turn off individual lamps by turning off the oil. I'm just kidding, Jack's not that old. But some of you might remember that concept, right? Okay, we don't have to do that. I could just hit one button, all these lights will go off, and that's pretty neat. But now you can have smart lights in your home that actually have a little chip in them where you can communicate them through your Wi-Fi of your house to turn lights on and off. You can do it remotely if you want to. I do that with my pool pump. I can turn my pool pump on and off from anywhere I can get an internet connection. We have smart thermostats who actually learn, I say who, that, it's not, a, it's not a person, but these thermostats, they will learn what our habits are, and then they will change the settings for those particular habits. Or uh, some of have even uh, have integration of weather information that lets them know what they need to do as far as it being hot or cold in your home. Smart exercise equipment. Have you, anyone gotten one of the smart mirrors yet that you put up on the wall and you exercise in front of it? Uh, that seems a little bit intrusive, don't you think? You're looking at someone who's exercising with you, but do you know who's looking at you whenever you're doing those exercises? And the reason you're doing it at home is because you don't want anybody to see how out of shape you are. And yet when you put that up on your screen, you're making access to everybody in the world who might be able to enter that porter to look at you. We have smart bikes. You not only have to, you can ride on a Peloton now and they'll put a screen up there for you if you have it that lets you ride through the mountains or ride a, a, along the river Rhine or whatever it, whatever it is that you might want to do. We now have smart garage doors. Anybody got a smart garage door where you can lift it up and down from remotely? Anyone got one of those? I'd like to have one of those. I'd like to have, we, I mean, we have remotes, but I mean, I'd like to have one where I can tell it to open the door just to freak my neighbors out every once in a while. Uh, we have smart locks, you know, where you can, you can uh, use your uh, smartphone to communicate with your lock, to unlock and lock. We have smart cameras. We have smart alarms. And uh, when you think about it, um, these kind of smart home things, uh, we have them all over. There's some statistics I think I have up here on the screen for you to look at. Eye-opening smart home statistics. Uh, the number one global smart home purchases will surpass $475 million in the, was this would have been last year. By 2023, the smart home industry automation in you know, U.S. homes will be 53.9%. Of course, it's over half the homes then with these smart home features. 31% of U.S. broadband households own a smart speaker. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second, Alexa, so hang on. Uh, 118 million people in the U.S. engage in some form of voice search activity at least monthly and more and more things about those statistics. We are becoming more and more dependent upon the smart features of our homes. Now, realistically, we know that homes themselves can't really be smart. They are just sticks and stones and a lot of plaster, right? A little bit of paint, some wire. Houses themselves cannot be smart. But they can be, with the right kind of appliance, connected to smart resources that can serve our interests. Now get that in your head. Smart resources that serve our interests. A smart home and all its features must be connected 
to an expert source of information, to an external security source of personnel, and it must also be connected eternally to these devices 24-7 in order for them to be helpful. Now, it is possible for us to be connected to such resources, but even those connections might fail from time to time. They're only as good as when the weather allows around here, right? Storm went through the other night. What happened to 90% of the internet service here in Dark County? It went down. Uh, it's nice here that uh, we, we got Spectrum here at the church so that we could help with our online streaming and stuff like that. I get a notification when our system is down. It will tell us when we ha we're no longer in service. So I'll get that indication when here in Palestine all that service has gone down. That connection is only as good as when it is allowed. Now it is possible for us to be connected to those things and feel a sense of comfort, but only if they work. But God, and here's the point, He can help us make our homes safe and smart without interruption. There's the connection. A Christian safe and smart home is a connected home. It is connected to the source of all perfect information. It's also connected to the security force that God has designed to be prepared to help us. And it is connected 24-7 to these services and it's absolutely free. Now the Bible describes this 24-7 support and security and service simply in this term as God's constant help. When's the last time you thought about that? That God is always there to help us. He's a constant source of information, a constant source of security. He's a constant source of service to us, and He's always there. Makes me think of Psalms 121, verse 1 through 8, which says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He, the Lord, will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Amen? Amen. Do you realize what a promise this is? We think our smart homes and all the little features that they have are so uh, new and, and snazzy. But really, God's been doing this kind of work since the beginning of time for His people. For His children who will connect with Him and His service and His security and His source of information. God says, I'm right there for you. If you look back over those things, you see He wants to help us. He wants to make sure that our feet don't waver. In other words, He doesn't want us to take a wrong path. He wants to keep us on the right path. He will not slumber, so He promises He's on duty 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. He is an expert source of information that we can call upon. 
He's watching over us all the time. It says our right hand is covered by his shade. And that's, a, that's kind of a description, an Old Testament description. Right hand is strength and shade means his support, his help. He's always giving us his strength and his blessing. We always have his eternal security watching over us. And then he says he's going to do this both now and forevermore. There's that 24-7 eternal service that's always at our disposal. Now our homes, they can be safe and smart as long as they are connected to the expert source that always gives the right answers and the external security that always keeps us from harm and the eternal service that's available 24-7, 360, infinity and beyond. Now in real life though, if we think about what does that look like, well, it might be important for us to, to know that um, if we want to apply this, we have to accept it. We have to fully appreciate the fact that God is this wonderful smart part of our homes and our families. And if we're going to have a home that's safe and smart at the same time, we need to make sure that we are always connected to God and His resources that He's made available to us for information, for security, and for His services. So let's talk about how to apply God's help to our home, safe, and smart Christian homes. Let's talk about some practical things. First of all, let's talk about the fact that he says he's a, an expert source. Those are my words, but the description here in Psalms 121, he is the source that wants to make sure that we never waver. He does not want our foot to slip, so to speak. Who do we turn to these days for expert information? Some of us are too lazy to type anything into a computer anymore or onto our smartphones. So we just say, hey, what do we say? Hey, hey, Google, or hey, Alexis, or hey, Siri, or hey, what is the, no one knows what the Android is. You know, they have one for Android, but no one ever uses it, right? If you have an Android phone, I think I have, it used to be a butler's name or something, but... Bixby, that's what it is. See, I don't even know who he is. So we say, hey, can you tell me what time it is? Or can you tell me when uh, the time change is? Which is November the 7th, I think. So you'll have to ask Siri when you get home or Google or whomever. But I think it's November 7th. But we have these wonderful things where we can just ask them just anything we want. And you know, little kids, they get a kick out of this. Cousin Samuel and Isabella, they're always talking to Alexa in the other room. And they'll say, they'll say, hey, Alexa, can you play such and such? So Alexa will play. They can ask Alexa questions. And then you've seen the commercial where the guy's trying to answer the questions for his daughter. And so, you know, where was, uh, what was the name of the volcano uh, that, uh, what was the mountain where the volcano happened? It was Vesuvius. And where was it? It was Pompeii. And it kind of illustrates that where he's asking that question. And so sometimes we think all we have to do is ask Siri or Google or, or Alexa or whomever's on the other end of that. Just ask them. But have you ever considered what the integrity of that source might be? Used to, Facebook was the go-to. 
Now, if you ask Facebook almost any question, there's a qualifier in their answer. Or if someone answers it one way, they get qualified by saying, oh, but you also need to check out these resources that might not agree with this. And so now we have Mark Zuckerberg and all his friends out there being the moral arbiters about what's right and what's wrong. But what source of integrity can we really trust? Again, Psalms 121, he, the Lord, will not, again, <clears throat> will not let your foot slip. He does not want us to fall. He watches over us and he will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel and will neither slumber nor sleep. You know what kind of promise that is for us because it applies to us today? God's watching over us all the time for this purpose so that we will ask him for guidance and not falter or fail. Don't you think that's a pretty incredible resource to have? Now you might think, well, where do I access that? Well, of course, we know we access through that through God's word. You can even use your uh, smart devices if you have a Bible program or you can even ask Google about some things. Now you got to be careful about where they get their answers from but if you have answers about what does the Bible say about anxiety or what does the Bible say about sadness or what does the Bible say when I'm feeling whatever it might be and you might get some resources that will be very helpful to you but if God's word or at least through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit that's not where you're checking first then you need to question what that resource might be that you're depending on otherwise. See, God promises that he will always guide our steps with the most accurate and up-to-date information so we can be confident. Now, where do I get that from? The Bible says the word of God is living active, living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces as far as soul and spirit, joy and marrow. That means it is the thing that can let us know better than anything else in this world what's going on in our experience. Now, it may not be able to tell you how to disarm a nuclear weapon. It's not its purpose. But it can help you disarm the nuclear blast that's about to go off in your life when you feel it as you see God's wisdom in his help. You see, he's our expert source that we can turn. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6 through 9 says, So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. We have to be very careful when we're talking to these smart home devices. And we might be seeking wisdom for them or from them. When God says, I am your wisdom, I am your helper. And if God is our helper, there's no need for us to be afraid of anything. You notice when we turn to expert sources these days that are not from God, many of them deal in fear. Their purpose is to make you afraid so that you will listen more carefully to what they have to say as if they've got the answers. Well, listen, if they are dealing fear into your life, 
they're dealing deception because God says, I'm your helper. You can have confidence. There's no need to be afraid. We have leaders that can, that can demonstrate this for us. And we should be that kind of leaders in the lives of our children and in our neighbors and friends. When everything else is in chaos, they can look to us and they can find peace in our heart and confidence because we are getting our information from God. There are people saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and they're listening to Chicken Little. But they haven't asked God who says, listen, I am the one who's in control of all things. You'll know when the sky is falling. It will split open and it will be apparent to all we'll see Christ coming and we'll see him as he is. There'll be no question. So we have teachers and we have preachers and we have examples that are designed to help us. The one thing that we short sight ourselves in more than anything else is sometimes we limit our exposure to God to only less than an hour a week. A few years ago, we had our Walk 166 um, theme that we did. You guys remember that? We talked about how for two hours a week we uh, were exposed to uh, God's teaching, His Word through church interaction. We were being generous with the two hours a week. We got one hour a week normally of connection to God's resources through preaching and through teaching. And then we have 167 hours in which we are exposed constantly to questionable resources that don't tell the truth by nature. So if we're not being proactive in our homes, teaching our children to seek out the expert resource of God's advice and His truth and information, then we're really just handicapping them in life. We're just making it easy for them to be afraid. That's why we need His expert source in our life. We also, God promises us in here in Psalms 120, that He is providing an external security force for us uh, 24-7. Have you, you, you're, you're familiar with commercials that say, Help, I've fallen and I can't get up, right? My dad just told me the other day, uh, pray for me. Elizabeth or Sarah and I are going to run to Oklahoma uh, for a few days this week to see my dad. Um, haven't seen him for a while and just needed to check in. And uh, hopefully things will stay quiet. But in the meantime, just pray for us as we travel tomorrow to go see him. But he told me today that they got him one of those emergency alert things so that if he falls, he can actually say, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. There's a certain sense of comfort that we might have for those who are elderly that might have that if they fall in the bathroom or in the shower or they're going down the steps or whatever the case might be. But again, those things are only as good as their ability to connect to the resource that can help in that situation. The psalmist says there in 121, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Again, that idea of the shade on the right hand, it's kind of a, a picture of both strength and blessing. Right hand uh, illustrated the idea of strength, God's strength. And the shade on the right hand was His blessing in that strength. You need both strength and blessing. You can be strong without God blessing, God's blessing. It won't do any good. 
And you might have God's blessings and not have that kind of strength, and you will be anemic in what it is you'll try to do. We need both strength and blessing in order to do what God has called us to do in this world. God is watching over us. He promises that He will always guard our safety through proactive preparation so that we never fear. He is working in your life constantly to protect you and watch over you, and you don't even see it. Do you think that the blessing we have of safety and security in our country right now is by coincidence or by chance? God says he's the one that orchestrates that and watches over us through all of that so that we can live in both strength and blessing. But when we ignore him and we try to take credit for that for ourselves, we're insulting him. And he says he will not stand for that. Psalms 94, verse 16 through 23 says, Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had given help me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. And when I said my foot is sleeping, you're un slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Can, corrupt, can a corrupt throne be allied with you? A throne that brings on misery by its decrees. The wicked band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my fortress and my God, the rock in whom I take refuge. He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord, our God, will destroy them. Now, this was a real thing for David as he talked about these things. He had enemies all around him who wanted to kill him and vanquish him. But the point here is greater than that. The psalmist makes sure that we understand that when we feel like we're slipping, God's unfailing love lifts us up. When we're anxious, we're consoled by the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And when we feel like there's corruption all around us and it's greater than we are, we should always realize that if we put our trust in the Lord, we put our faith in Him, we remain faithful to Him, He will bring the wicked down. He will destroy that. In our own failure, He will support us. In anxiety, He will console us. And when facing the wicked, He is our refuge who holds accountable those who do evil. We have salvation and comfort. And we have this strong sense of community of believers that can stand up against anything that might threaten. And God is at work behind all of that as our eternal security force. We, we really do think and rely upon our rescue services, the ambulances and, and um, the fire services, the we depend on the police. We want them to be around the sheriff's department and we want them to be there if we need them. We want the military to exist if we need the military to watch over us. But every one of them are have to be prepared 24-7 to respond to the call. But when it comes to our day-to-day -day life of those things that David's talking about here, who are we calling? We can't call rescue. We can't call the police. We can't call the military. God says, call on me. I'm the one who can really rescue you. 
I'm the one that's offering you this eternal security that is that never sleeps. It will watch over you and protect you in every way. And then the psalmist offers us this idea of eternal service. Now we think about his resource available to us and his security that's watching over us. And the good thing is that it is constant, eternal. Not just for now, but for all eternity. Have you ever been on the wait phone with a helpline lately? A customer service representative will be with you in... When's the last time any of you heard within 10 minutes? Normally it's 45 minutes or two hours or three hours. So what have they got? They've done this. They say, leave your number. And when we have a security person or security, we have a service representative available, we'll call you back. But by that time, you've already forgotten what it was that you've needed and you've moved on to dinner, right? God is always there to help us, the Bible says. The Lord will keep you from harm and he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. It's just not poetry. It's a promise. God is constantly watching over us and our families and our homes. And this is something we need to communicate with our kids in this fearful time when they see things on their screens that might be frightening to them. We need to remind them that our home is safe and it's secure by the hand of the Almighty. God promises that He will always guarantee His service because He knows what we need before we ask and He's already working on it so we can live our lives and we can trust that God will deliver us. The Bible says He knows what you need even before you ask Him, but He likes it when we ask. Psalms 119 verse 116 says, Sustain me, my God, according to your promise, and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed up. Hold me, and I will be delivered. I will always have regard for your decrees. Again, another incredible promise that God makes to us. God sustains us and our hopes. They're never dashed. He upholds us, and we're always delivered. Always and ever. So that we will always be able to follow His direction. This is where the importance of prayer and supplication and submission come into place in our lives. Are we spending a lot of time praying with, as a family, uh, supplicating ourselves before the Lord, submitting Him, knowing that He will deliver us? Do you know what really has become the substitute for this for most families? It's social media. Because it has become this substitute for this personal interaction with God. And I don't understand, when God already knows everything about us and everything we need before we ask, why are we always afraid to overshare with Him? When we'll go with perfect strangers online and we will overshare on social media things that people don't need to know and maybe shouldn't know about us? Does that make any sense to you? I know it's, I know it's within there's some kind of anonymity or some kind of blanket that protects us in that, but it only exposes us. 
and exposes our lives to those who would manipulate or exploit that, take advantage of us, and God would never do that to you. And we act like God, we want to hide things from Him, and so we don't talk to Him, and we we think that He's not there to serve. Well, God, He knows everything about us already. He just wants us to come to Him and share everything. Whatever our concerns are, if we do have fear, if we are wondering, we just come to the Lord, and He's the one that lifts us up and allows us to live by His decrees. Now, there are many who pay for the resources that make our homes what we think are safe and smart. We like to have every gadget, and if you're um, a millennial or on down, it's not that you would like to have it, it's that you must have it. But still these services can fail because they are serviced by imperfect people with imperfect technology and imperfect connectivity Ability. They can give you bad information. Sometimes they won't arrive on time or at all. Sometimes they'll put you on hold. But a Christian safe and smart home is provided by God at no cost whatsoever. It truly protects our family from all harm all the time. And the structure God has provided to support us in this venture is the church and the community we, call, we are called to create in trust of Him. But do you think with all the technology we have today that our homes are actually safer for our children and grandchildren because they are connected or have they become more sinister and dangerous? Statistics show that our children don't feel safer. According to statistics, they are filled with greater anxiety, a greater sense of depression, self-harm, confusion, hopelessness. And these are the digital natives who have access to this kind of connectivity, to all these smart things uh, almost 24-7, even when mom and dad's not watching. But if we want to make our homes truly safe and smart, we need to make sure that beyond all of that, and I'm not saying you can't have any of those things, I'm just saying beyond all of that, you make sure that your home is safe and smart because God is your resource of information. He is your external security force that's watching over and protecting and that you allow Him to provide this service for you eternally, 24-7, 365, infinity, and beyond. The great thing about God's promise here is that He will do it. There are a lot of promises that are made by this world and technology. They'll fake it till they can make it, they'll say. But God never fakes. He's never phony. And when He promises us that He will give us a smart home that will secure us and keep us safe like we talked about last week and this week. Next week as we talk about the strong home that He gives to us, we know He's not Josh and He's telling us the truth. We just need to believe and we need to apply it. So what might say, Pastor Mike, how do you apply any of this? Well, to me it's simple. If He's watching over you 24-7, You stay connected to Him 24-7.
You do that through prayer, through meditation, through thought, through conversation, through interaction, through Bible study, through reading, through devotions, through music, godly music in your home and in your head. And when you do that, you trust me, you'll begin to feel so much more confident and powerful in your life because you know you're not dependent upon something that might be weaker than even yourself. You're dependent upon the very creator of this world, the creator of this universe who holds all things together by the very power of his word. If that can't give you confidence, nothing can. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful today for this opportunity to explore uh, the Psalms and also other parts of Scripture which have taught us that there is a smart home option that we have with you. That if we will remain connected to you, Father, you will remain connected to us 24-7, 365, infinity and beyond, and you will watch over us with your security team. You will uh, give us every source of information that will keep us from faltering and going off in the wrong direction. And you just promise to do that all the time for us. Help us, Lord, to apply that to our thinking, to our lives this week, but also teach our families, our children, our grandchildren about these truths so that as they go forth in this world and they face challenges we can't even imagine at this point, that they'll have confidence and they will never waver, they will never falter, they will never fail because you are watching over. You are with them and they are fully connected to you. And I make this my prayer in Jesus' precious name and let God, all God's people say...